Welcome to Retirement Matters, brought to you by Market Street Wealth Management, where your retirement matters most. Welcome to Retirement Matters, where your retirement matters most on Market Street Radio. My name is Kevin Holt, and I'm joined by Jeff Leppert and Chris Langell. And you can follow us on MarketStreetRadio.com, where you can find a little more information uh, and educational resources. You can download them. You can also sign up for one of our many upcoming educational events. And if you have a question during the program today and you want to talk to somebody, or if you have a question and you want to talk to somebody privately, uh, give us a call at 610-692-7898. And, and Chris, I want to welcome you to the program. I, uh, I The reason I brought you on today is really I, I want to talk about insurance. And uh, I, I really want to talk about risk management. I want to talk about uh, some of the reasons of, of, of why people are seeing their home and auto insurance rates skyrocketing. Um, and, and so I really want to thank you for joining the program today. I know a lot of people have seen their rates go up, but before we get into that, let's talk about having the right type of insurance, the right amount of insurance, and why it's so important as it relates to financial planning. As you know, Chris, uh, you deal with it every day at Market Street Wealth Management. We get the chance to sit down with people and and look at retirement from a holistic approach. We look at all the different areas of of not only somebody's investments, and uh, somebody's retirement accounts and the investments that they have, uh, not only the, the insurance that they have as far as, as medical insurance, um, but also we, we really do need to look at the liability exposure they have and, and the, the risk management. And what, do, what does risk management mean to you? Yeah, it's very important. Obviously, in, in the uh, grand scheme of things, you know, we can do the, the best job that we can do with your retirement planning and investment planning and so, and so forth. But what it all kind of boils down to is uh, managing risk. And that can be done in a number of different ways within a portfolio. Uh, but obviously, as, as our conversation today relates to insurance, you know, one of the things that we like to focus on here at Market Street and, and probably what makes us different from a lot of other firms is the uh, the attention that we pay to someone's property and casualty insurance and, and how that uh, is a tool that we use to manage their risk uh, within their portfolio. That's very, very important. I know we, we get to see a lot of, uh, of retirees and they want to come in and, and they want to focus on what they believe is important, which is, you know, what mutual fund do I invest in? What stock do I invest in? How do I get the best growth rate possible? But Jeff, when you look at liability and risk management as a whole, give me an idea of, of, of something that could potentially be a roadblock to somebody's future financial success because they don't have the proper liability, home, auto, or umbrella policy in place. I think that's a good question. As Chris was stating, I think my most important thing is to make sure that somebody has a, a sound financial plan and we protect their investments. But I'm actually going to toss this back to Chris and I'm just going to ask him a question. What really does the type of, of car insurance, you know, when you're talking about property and casualty, what, what type of car insurance, what does that really have an impact on? What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to make sure that they have, you know, the right uh, financial plan. Well, when you think about car insurance, I think 99% of everyone who, who says that probably thinks that the insurance is just for their car. And there's a lot more to a a car insurance policy than the collision and comprehensive coverage for your vehicle itself. The other big part of your policy, and maybe the biggest part of your policy, 
is the liability insurance. As financial planners, you know that's the thing that we really want to look at and make sure that our clients have an adequate limit of liability insurance. And in the event that they're sued, we want to make sure that their assets are not at risk and their financial well-being is not at risk. So that's one of the things that we like to focus on is the liability insurance. And that's part of the reason why I was brought in to work with our clients in that regard. So let me ask you, Chris, you know, as you look at somebody and I know everybody that you look at, you look at as an individual. Let's just talk about somebody that getting near to retirement, uh, maybe they're in their late 50s or or, or early 60s um, and they're getting ready to retire. They probably have worked at a company for a long time. They've they've, uh, gained quite a substantial amount of uh, retirement assets or uh, they have savings, let's say. What types of things should that person that is well-established, what should they be looking for? And let's first talk about the auto policy. What what should they be looking for in an auto policy? And then I want you to answer the same question both on their homeowners and tell us what an umbrella policy is. Right. So on, on the automobile policy, you want to pay close attention to the liability limits uh, as well as the uninsured and underinsured limits, which basically protects you in the event that someone hits you and they are not adequately insured. Uh, We want to make sure that we look at the liability limits, and our recommendation most of the time is to start at $250,500, which means $250,000 for each person you injure, up to a $500,000 limit for any one accident, Uh, which means that if you injure somebody or several people, that you have a maximum of $500,000 for that one accident to protect your assets. So the liability coverage, the uninsured, underinsured limits, and in the state of Pennsylvania, it's a tort state. So we want to look and make sure that our clients have a full tort as opposed to limited tort so that they have the unlimited right to recover assets for pain and suffering. But but suppose somebody has, let's say, they've, they've been very successful in life and uh, they have more than $500,000 in assets. Would your recommendation then change on the limits that they should have on their policy, or do they want to look for an additional policy over and above that? Oh, yeah. At that asset level, we would definitely recommend an umbrella policy. And what that is, is basically an extension of liability coverage. It functions almost as a reserve, uh, and it's a backup, basically, to what your underlying policies cover you for. So, if you have that $500,000 limit that gets exhausted in the event of a lawsuit, you have the umbrella policy to fall back on. So in that situation, we would most definitely recommend an umbrella. And a lot of times we recommend them if the person's assets are lower than that, because we want to make sure that their their nest egg is protected you know, as best as it can be. Chris, I know that you take care of all my insurances, and I want to make sure that I'm protected. Um, the one thing that I will say is I was surprised um, at how low the premium was to get that extra protection. Could you share a little bit, you know, maybe the difference, first of all, like what does an umbrella policy typically typically cost? And what is the difference between if somebody has, you know, a general difference, you know, somebody has 100, 300 on her auto as opposed to 250, 500? Because you're saying, you know, it's offering you more protection, but, you know, everybody wants to also watch the bottom dollar. You know, what, what does something like that cost? Um, depending on what your underlying limits are. So, for example, the, the higher your underlying limits are, the lower the premium of the umbrella policy is going to be. And that's because the underlying limits are functioning as a deductible to the umbrella policy. So, the umbrella policy is not going to kick in until the underlying limits have been exhausted. So, basically, just like any other form of insurance, the higher your deductible is, the lower your premium is going to be. But to, to answer the question, the average premium normally that I see for a $1 million umbrella policy normally 
normally is in the the ballpark of one hundred and seventy five to two hundred and fifty dollars per year. Per year. So you're saying you can actually give me the umbrella policy for a few hundred dollars a year, and that's offering a whole lot more protection. Oh yeah, yeah. It's very inexpensive, and if you look at it, you know all the risk is on the insurance company. You know you're paying a couple hundred dollars a year. And they're insuring you for up to a million dollars. And, you know, there's been situations where we recommend a higher limit than a million if the person has, you know, substantial amount of uh, retirement assets. But it's pennies on the dollar, really, you know, in, in comparison to the insurance that you get back. You know, Chris, I, I hear oftentimes, and I hear from a lot of people that uh, say, well, I, I can get my insurance coverage cheaper if I go to Progressive or, you know, I, I can go to Geico and get my insurance coverage cheaper. But, the reality of it is, is, is they might not be comparing apples to apples. Uh, many times they're not, uh, and it depends on how the uh, insurance representative is being paid. A lot of these guys are getting paid a small salary, and then they get it paid per sale. Those types of uh, sales representatives are not likely to give you the best advice. They're trying to sell you insurance, so. You know, you can't really just look at the price of the insurance. You want to make sure that you're figuring out your coverage needs first and then shopping for price. Some of those companies that you just mentioned, um, the way that uh, their agents and representatives are compensated may not translate into the best advice uh, for you. And, and Jeff, I, you know, I want, to, I want to throw this over to you because from a financial planning perspective, when you sit down with somebody and you're trying to protect all that they've worked so hard to save for, how do you know how much liability coverage they actually need? Well, <laughs> that's the that's the main issue. I don't necessarily know how much liability coverage that they need. Again, I'm trying to protect their assets, but I think it's important. You, you know, it's it's why we set Market Street Wealth Management up the way it is that I can turn around and say. Chris, this is my client. This is the situation they're in. This is the assets they they have. Uh, I am absolutely no expert in in the type of liability insurance they have, but I think it's the ability to turn around and and go to my client and say, now I want you to sit down with Chris because I'm protecting your assets. I know the assets that you have. I really need him to be to help you determine how much you know protection you need. So so Chris, let me throw that back to you because I I, I think. You know, oftentimes insurance is, is is treated like a commodity. It's treated like something like um, you know the, the cheapest I can get is the best for me. But really, when you're down and out and, and you actually have a need and you have a claim, the coverage that you actually have it becomes a huge factor in your overall financial plan, does it not? Absolutely, and you know you bring up a good point because not every insurance company is is created equally, and there's definitely a difference in quality, especially when you get down to the policy language, the fine print in an insurance contract. Different companies have different language in their policies, so you could be comparing the same liability limits from one company to another, but not necessarily comparing apples to apples. So definitely you want to make sure that when you shop for your insurance that you're getting more than you know more information from the representative than just what the cost is. And that's something that we can help you out with as far as what questions to ask to make sure that you're properly insured. As a follow-up to that, I know that when Chris was working with me personally, you know, I was surprised at some of the questions he was asking me that that nobody else has asked me. You know, when 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 I was younger and I had different you know insurance agents, you know, they never asked me the questions. You know, for instance, you know, Chris was sitting there saying, "Well, do you have a pool? Do you have a trampoline?" you know, what are your asset levels? You know, he was asking me a whole bunch of different things that made me think when, when he was asking me those, I realized at that point he was asking me from a risk, you know, standpoint, am I going to be covered? Because at the end of the day, 
I'll be honest with you, I don't read my my insurance contracts because they're so long, you know, 20, yeah. 30 pages, and it, it looks like pig Latin to me. I want to make sure that the person that I'm talking to is looking out for yeah. my best interest. And Jeff, you bring up a, a great point because, you know, I think oftentimes, and so far today, we, we've talked about our auto policy, and we've talked about that umbrella policy, which most people don't have the umbrella policy. And I think, Chris, you made a great point that it's very inexpensive for the extra coverage and protection that you get. There's there's certain things that I think if somebody was looking to quote you the best price, if they were just a salesperson, they're not exactly uh, looking to make sure everything's covered. And, and there's certain things like um, you know backup w- water and, and, and drain and, and, and those kind of things that you know you want to have in a policy just in case, but they might not automatically be built into that policy. You're right. So in an auto policy, there's it's it's pretty much cut and dry when you're comparing coverages and, and premiums in a way. For the homeowner's uh, policy, it's there's a lot of variables that go into a, a policy or a quote. You have endorsements. You have uh, different packages that are added onto the policy. Replacement costs, extended replacement costs, special personal property costs. There's a number of different coverages that you know you might not have in your policy that someone else has, and it's just a matter of knowing that it's available, and it's a matter of your agent pointing it out to you that it is available, that you can buy it, and that's really what separates a good agent from a bad one is you know, asking the right questions to make sure that you're uncovering potential exposures in a person's uh, life. That, that replacement cost, I think, is something that's like really, really important because you know, I think a lot of people don't necessarily have replacement costs. Give us an idea of what the difference is between the replacement cost and and the you know uh, appraised value. Right. Very important to um, you know to maybe take note here because a lot of policies that are issued home even, or auto, right? Or, well, that's true. It can apply to your auto policy as well. But uh, just because it says replacement cost on the policy does not necessarily mean that it's replacement cost. And let me explain what I'm talking about. There's something called functional replacement cost, which basically allows the insurance company to replace the damage or the, the you know the damaged item um, functionally, meaning that they're going to do whatever they have to do to make it look, feel, sound, and function as it did before. They may not necessarily be replacing it with the same quality material as, as it was uh, built with. So just because the policy says replacement cost, you really need to look deeper than just what the declaration page says. And a good agent will be able to tell you the, the contract language and how it actually works. Chris, you have a little bit more time. I'd love to get into our next segment. There's some really important topics that I'd love to go over. One of the, the, the main things I want to go over in our next uh, in our next segment is why insurance rates are skyrocketing and what we can do about it. And you, you have a chance to stick around? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. All right. We'll be right back. Uh, we are Retirement Matters, where your retirement matters most on Market Street Radio. You can follow us on MarketStreetRadio.com, where you can sign up not only for a free consultation to sit down with somebody like Chris to go over your insurance coverages, but you can also download free resources and educate yourself on all the different retirement matters related topics, including insurance that uh, we're talking about today. You can also sign up for an upcoming educational event. Uh, Just log into the top uh, and and go through the uh, events page and you can see all the upcoming uh, educational events that we have. And you can also give us a call and you can talk to us either over the phone or you can sign up for a free consultation. Give us a call at 610-692-7898. That's 610-692-7898. Chris, when we're coming back, I want you to talk about why insurance rates are going up and what we can do about it. We'll be right back. 